Here we sit and join the shade. Hey, brother, pour the wine. Drink the drink that I have made. Hey, brother, pour the wine. Good evening, my friends, and welcome to Drink in the Style, brought to you by Habitation Furnishing and Design and the District Edina. I'm your host, Gregory Rich, and I'm going to help you kill your early evening with some booze and conversation. Tonight, we have an exceptional talent in the Minneapolis design community, architectural designer, interior designer, landscape designer, furniture designer, business designer. Mark Seuss is with us from Mark Seuss Interiors. Mark, welcome to the program. Thank you, Gregory. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to do it because, you know, we you are a guy who I honestly, I like to flatter myself by saying, I feel that we have kind of a bond. I have a feeling that our journeys are not that totally different. I agree. Right. We haven't known each other that long, but yeah. I can feel it, see it. I agree. Mm-hmm. I remember the first the first time I met you was at the uh, uh, um, IMS ASID Awards Gala. Correct. And you gave me a tour of uh, Share Square, mm-hmm. which is the common or uh, co-working space that you have in IMS that you own and have started. We'll talk about. And and you showed me around, and I remember all the points that you were hitting. I kept thinking, are these are the same points that I would be hitting if I were talking. And having just met you that evening, I kept looking at you thinking, there's something about this guy. Mm. I'm, I'm feeling it. I don't know who he is. I need to get to know who he is. It's a love fest. Mm-hmm. It's a love fest here mm-hmm. on Drink in the Style. Mm-hmm. Speaking of love, oh, God. Here on Gilligan's Isle. <laughs> did, you, did you get some Thurston Howell vibes when you were listening to Greg for the first time? Of course. See, that's, that's what it was. Which uh, Skipper or Marianne? I mean, oh, not the skipper. Oh, yeah. The skipper or Marianne? <laughs> no, yeah. No, it's, yeah. It's, oh, we're, we're peeling back onions. 2020, all right. Which yeah. one? And his wife, Lovey. Lovey. <laughs> yeah. Hello, Lovey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I did like Thurston Howell, and I guess there's a bit of Thurston Howell in me. <laughs> Yeah, I'm proud of that. Those <laughs> melodic tones coming in to uh, blindside me are, of course, our in-house coctologist, Mr. Dan Newkirk. How are you, Newkirk? You know, it's been a it's been a good fall. I'm feeling pretty good. Are you? Yeah. You know, the, the leaves are changing. Uh, you know, we got football for a few more weeks till it uh, till it ends. My birthday month. Um, it, it, how could you not like October? When you say till it ends, do you think the season's going to get uh, going to be ended early this year? Oh, absolutely. I think so too. Yeah, I mean, we all kind of knew it was coming, but I mean, enjoy it while you can. I know, especially since you know I'm from Buffalo, New York, as I may have mentioned at one point or another, which means that I am born and condemned to be a Buffalo Bills fan. And the first freaking really good year we've been looking at in literally the 21st century. And the season's going to get canceled. I would pay money to see you jump on one of those tables and knock it in half. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Well, we'll see. Everybody has a price, Greg. <laughs> this is true. This is true. <laughs> All right. So we are drinking tonight despite my ongoing uh, uh, boycott of everything out of Kentucky. We're still going <laughs> to drink bourbon. <laughs> We're not going into it. This is not a political show. Mm. We are still going to be drinking bourbon. So, Newkirk, tell us what we've got, and Johnson, take us off on our mixing music. Well, of course, we've done a, a Manhattan on the show before, uh, but just kind of a, mod- a modification for the seasons. So, Makers 47, uh, a slightly heavy, more proof than a regular Makers, a little sweeter, um, and then Koki, sorry, Koki di Torino is the vermouth. Um, cinnamon bitters, 
uh, allspice bitters for those those seasonal flavorings. And in the book that we had, the, the compendium from last year. 2019's Drink in the Style of Cocktail Compendium still on sale until we come <laughs> up with 2020's version. We, we always go two to one. Um, it's you know, two ounces of spirit to one ounce vermouth. And then you, uh, you do your bitters to taste. Perfect. All right. So he's mixing it up. You're going to be putting this into a shaker. Are we going to do a hard shake? I'm going to do a slow and steady shake. A slow and steady shake, as any self-respecting cocktailist would do under like circumstances. All right. Mix together, and uh, and then we're going to serve these in uh, in rocks glasses, on the rocks. And basically, this is just a, a different take on a Manhattan, correct? Yep. All right. So he's going to be cutting that up. While we're doing that, Mark, we're going to ask tonight's random not random question. Are you prepared? No. <laughs> I know, because I didn't write one out, and I have to come up with one literally right off the cuff. Mm-hmm. I could go with something easy, like what's your favorite movie, which might tell you something. But here's the thing. More often than any other emoji, which emoji do you use? I guess I should ask if you ever use emojis, but I assume you do. Very few. Maybe just a little happy face. Just the happy? Like, yeah. The straight happy face. The straight happy face. And now do you use it? Because you want to express that you're happy about something, or you want to disarm something that you wrote before? No, not the latter, the first. Because have you noticed that? People will write something that's like abrasive, and then like a little crazy face or a smiley face. I actually haven't, because I don't get into that kind of conversation. Really? Texting. No, I don't. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I I have a love-hate with with texting in general. I I get uh, annoyed with texting after three or four dialogues back and forth, I'm done. Then I hit the phone and and can we just talk? There needs to be some kind of hard stop to text conversations that I don't know when that is. There is a hard stop. I've gotten into texting and I expect a reply. All of a sudden it goes cold. And I've wondered what they do. Run out of the house, battery go dead. So I've learned that I don't ramble when it comes to texting. I think I'm going to start using over and out. There you go. I think I, I think I think I'm going to use that. I think that's a fairly charming way of saying stop texting me. Because here's the thing with texting that drives me crazy and that I, I don't like is that just because you have my phone number does not mean you have the power to command my attention when it's convenient for you. As I like to say, I know Jeannie. Ain't nobody got the power to summons me. Just because you're texting does not mean I have to answer. Correct, and that power's in you. Yes, of course. I mean, I I basically make all the rules in almost everything that I that I wind up doing. Just I don't answer. Orders. Yep. But you got to understand that that's the case. Johnson, what do you think? Are you you're you're a text generation guy? Yeah, I'm kind of with you on that. What I actually do for most of my text messaging, I put them all on silent. Generally, my text messages on silent, so I only read them if I unlock my phone. Because I'm the same way. I don't want someone just to summon me and. See, but occasionally I don't mind. I mean, I might look well, at it. Well, if I'm expecting something, yeah, then I'll unmute them. But generally, I just kind of leave them muted. And if I happen to check my phone, then I see the message. It's not a bad strategy. I mean, I mute certain ones, like the bunch of neighborhood guys who are constantly texting back and forth, and there are 14 of them, and they're suddenly talking about a hockey game, and I cannot stand the hockey ball. They, they you know, go berserk, and you've got to mute it overall. Mm-hmm. But then I miss when they invite me to lunch, and suddenly I'm a jerk, and no one talks to me anymore. It's a double-edged sword. It is. All right. So we've we've got our cocktails prepared. Um, Let's give this a sip, you guys, and see what we think. It's a fabulous fall treat. It's very good. 
How many, how many do you have, Greg? I would I, uh, half uh, half a dozen would be too many, but it's not because I don't like it. Right. It's because it is extremely potent and flavorful, and eventually my tongue would go numb because you can really taste that spice. Did you just concede that over drinking a Manhattan? I did. Well, I could drink six regular Manhattans. I think okay. the, uh, the nuance the nuance of the allspice is okay. going to that's fair. But it's a delicious drink. This one I think may go into the compendium in twenty twenty. Allspice came to mind because you suggested it a few weeks ago. It's so I've had it on the deck. That's outstanding. I hate the word lovely, but it is. <laughs> it's lovely. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to be talking with Mark Seuss. Stick around. Last Saturday evening, I came to the old oak tree. This is Gregory Rich from Habitation Furnishing and Design and Drink in the Style. You may not realize it, but a trained, skilled interior designer cannot just beautify your space. They can functionify it as well. I don't know if that's a word, but it is a thing. So why not check out HabitationDesign.com and see if it looks like we're right for you. If it does, give us a call and let's schedule an appointment, in person or virtually, to make your home exceptional. HabitationDesign.com. This is Dr. Sarah Brewer and Dr. LaShonda Jung from Roots Chiropractic. We all want a higher quality of life, but making that happen can be difficult. At Roots Chiropractic, we specialize in light touch specific neurological adjustments to support your body's natural ability to heal. From birth trauma to everyday bumps and falls and life's daily stresses, at Roots we offer natural, drug-free solutions to keep every baby, child, parent, and grandparent thriving. Are you ready to restore your energy and achieve overall health? We are located off of Minnetonka Boulevard in St. Louis Park. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram or on the web at rootschiropracticmn.com. Book your first appointment online today. Mention that you're an AM 950 listener and receive the VIP discount of 50% off your initial exam. Roots Chiropractic, located in the Texatonka Plaza in St. Louis Park. Roots Chiropractic, empower your life and health. My eyes are dry, my love, since you've been gone. I haven't shed a tear I'll never cry, my love Though every day seems like a hundred years For I'm just a fool Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Drink in the Style. That's that's hard to interrupt. can feel the pain. I'm your host, Gregory Rich, and we're talking with Mark Seuss from Mark Seuss Interiors, located in International Market Square in kind of downtown Minneapolis. You guys refer to it as downtown Minneapolis, but it never feels like downtown to me. It's just because we are on the border of 94, just across, you know, just on the west side of of, uh, Lindale. I mean, everybody... So technically, so, so downtown Minneapolis... Is is right up to, to to 94. Everything on the other side is considered downtown. Right. See, I don't believe that. I, I, I to well, me, downtown are the big buildings. It's like Manhattan. That's the city in New York City. So you wouldn't refer to Brooklyn as the city, even though it's part of New York City. Well, I'll give you a name for it. Uh, Glenwood Avenue from 94 or Lindale going west is now established as the Creative Corner. 
The creative district. The creative. Yep, yep, yep. I had heard they were going to downtown to the tow lot. Fair enough. Well, whatever it is, it's a cool building. It's in Minneapolis, mm-hmm. and uh, and there's some, some cool stuff going on over there. Let's talk about you, Mark Seuss. Let's talk about your process because, again, you are a, a, a designer's designer, if I may say so. Um, tell me a little bit about your general approach to projects. I listen. That's number one. Mm. I listen to what people are saying. I determine what they are meaning to say based on the information they give. Mm-hmm. Okay. There are many components to a project such as aesthetics, function, timing, and costs. And it's important to determine what values they put on each component. All right. I love that right there. So you've got, what was it, like five different components, four different components? Well, four. Aesthetics, okay. function, timing, and costs. And you are going to determine what the hierarchy is mm-hmm. for those. Mm-hmm. That's really kind of cool. Where do most people, right off the top of the bat, where do most people fall? What is the most? Some work? people start with costs mm-hmm. because it's – kind of part of the fear factor mm-hmm. because they need to determine that you're not going to take advantage of them because they have some money, whether it be a lot or a little. It doesn't matter to them. It's their money. Mm-hmm. So I have to determine the value to them. And I ask them up front, is this about the investment? Is this about your lifestyle? Is this about um, your happiness? Mm-hmm. If it's your investment, we need to talk about what makes sense financially. If it's about your happiness and if it's in, then it doesn't really matter, does it? Unless you can't afford it. Mm-hmm. In which case, and in most cases, you can, I mean, I mean, to a certain extent, anyone who's coming to you is going to be somewhat qualified on cost in that, you know, they're typically, not the people that typically, they're going to be going to. They typically are referred to me and mm-hmm. through a referral, they see or understand what I've done for their friends or their their contacts, so they're not coming to me because they want a deal. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So the cost is really a question of what's the level of comfort, what's the actual budget that's available, right? I have asked clients, knowing that a, a project could cost 100000 even more. All, I, I've said to a client, what does 250 sound like? Well, that's, that's reasonable. I said, what is 500 Well, we can do that. And this is an actual response. I said, what about 750 if we even hit a million? He says, Mark, I can afford that. But that's unconscionable to me mm-hmm. because I know the charities that I need to contribute to. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, let's back up and discuss that. What do you do for a charity that's important? Well, we hold fundraisers. We do this. We do that. I said, where do you hold them? At our home. Hmm. What, are the, what are the expectations of your home? Well, they assume I'm successful. You know, they – I said, okay, here's, here's something that's parallel. You deserve to have what you've earned, mm-hmm. but you're also willing to share it. Mm-hmm. So part, what part of what we're doing that will make your family thrive, will make your um, philanthropic endeavors thrive – Mm-hmm. And, and, and they sat back and said, okay, 
So you take it out of the – so, you know, the question, a million dollars. You're going to spend a million dollars on your home and the interiors. That seems like a hedonistic indulgence and a, a rank display of rampant, you know, excess. It's all relative. But when you take a look at how that design Correct. is going to impact the bigger picture, you understand that it's actually just a tool that you're paying for to help do something else. Absolutely. Mm. And let's not forget, when you spend that kind of money – here are the benefactors. I can name every subcontractor who is feeding his family from you, mm-hmm. every product provider, mm-hmm. every service provider, mm-hmm. every service provider because now you'll need a landscape gardener monthly, weekly. Mm-hmm. Everybody benefits. You know, it's a great thing. If you think back to, say, the Italian Renaissance and the whole concept of the Medicis mm-hmm. creating these fabulous works of eternal art that we Mm -hmm. all got to enjoy. Now, Mm -hmm. generally speaking, first blush, that's obsessive, you know, the the Duomo, for example. How dare anyone be so rich as to build something like that? Well, when you think about how much that contributed to everything and everyone around you and – not just at that exact – or for history, at that exact moment, you start to understand that this was simply a way of making the world a better place than yes. anything else. And it's one of the things that, frankly, our elite now have forgotten. I mean, when's the last time anyone built you know, a giant you know, public structure with all these massive amounts of money? It's simply not done because they don't understand – They think that Andrew Carnegie, when he was building the Carnegie Center, was doing it strictly for his own ego. And there's certainly a component to that. But that's not really what it was. It was him taking what he had and reinvesting it for at least a certain part of the community. This is is not an argument with the leaders of France, Mm -hmm. Italy. They thrive on their monuments. Mm-hmm. They thrive on their architecture. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's who they are. It represents who they are. Obviously, it isn't. But yet, for them, it represents. Take the, the Cathedral of Notre Dame. <sighs> right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that would never be the case. You know, there was a Greek philosopher once who said that future generations will think Athens 10 times greater than it ever was and Sparta 10 times less. Because Sparta built no great monuments. They left nothing behind. The same is true of America if you really stop and think about it. What is going to be here after we're gone? Our wood frame houses are all coming down. No Architecture offense. is our history. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the storybook of our history. Mm-hmm. It's – amen. There is a true function for aesthetics, beauty, and – I never thought of it that way. Let's sell it. I yeah. once again – an educational program here in Drinking the Style. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back in a moment. In the morning with my hair down in my eyes And she says hi And I stumble How's your back? This is Gregory Rich from Habitation Furnishing and Design and host of Drink in the Style. If you've been working from home, you may be noticing the shortcomings of that one-size-fits-all desk chair that you bought at Office Warehouse. So I'd like to invite you to check out the most durable, most supportive, and most productivity-inspiring line of office chairs that I know of, the X-Chair. Dozens of settings ensure a perfect fit, so you can focus on your work and not your butt. 
Seriously, the seat moves forward and backward. The entire back moves higher or lower. The self-adjusting lumbar support provides the perfect level of resistance. And you can only experience the X-Chair in person at Habitation. So if you're ready to upgrade your homework environment, come check out the X-Chair. Habitation Furnishing and Design, 7777 Washington Avenue South in Edina and online at habitationdesign.com. Again, habitationdesign.com. These days, our home is the center of our world. This is Gregory Rich, founder of Habitation Furnishing and Design and host of Drink in the Style right here on AM 950. If we're all going to be spending a lot more time at home, doesn't it make sense to make your space the most attractive and most functional space it can be? At Habitation, my experienced, degreed interior design staff can help you select the perfect furnishings for your home and your lifestyle. Furniture is more than one size fits all, and there's more to making a room work than a couple of chairs and a sofa. Whether it's a modular sectional carefully selected to maximize your living room or the perfect bed, dresser, and nightstand combination to create your dream bedroom, Habitation can help you achieve the space you've always wanted. So check us out online at habitationdesign.com or schedule an appointment at our Adina showroom. Habitation Furnishing and Design. Make your home exceptional. Gotta have you near all the time With your dreams wrapped in mine Gotta be a part of your soul and of your heart All the time Nothing in the world that I do Means a thing without you I'm just half alive in my struggle to survive without you. You are my way of life. The only Welcome way back to Drink in the Style. Saturdays at 7 p.m., Sundays 5 p.m. Newkirk, why do you have that look on your face? How did that not make the Rocky one, the original Rocky soundtrack? How, great he, he, he could have been singing that to Adrian. Seriously. Because I, I know it came out pre, because uh, the original Rocky 68. One, yeah, okay. So yeah, mm-hmm. this, this was 78. Mm-hmm. So man, they missed the bullet on that one. I mean, doesn't that just oh. crescendo? I, and uh, I, and there, there was actually some reverb on the backside. That was really good. It's a, it's seriously. That you know what? Really good. What a great intro into doing tonight's musical notes. Well done. Solid. Well done. And yet, it's it's interesting because this was a difficult album for me to write. Mark, just so you know, uh, this is this is uh, we're going through Frank Sinatra's entire musical compendium through 2020. So oh, we're nice. up to 1968 and the release of Cycles, which was an album uh, that came out, I think, in like October or something like that. Most things you don't hear on the radio. It's it's been awesome. Right. And I mean, he's gone up and down and things like that. And then we come in and we rate each album and give a little blurb on it, which I call the musical notes. Have any of you been to his um, burial site? I have not. Have you, do you know what's engraved on this tombstone? And it's not a tombstone. I'm just going to give you a clue. It's a um, 16 by maybe 30 inch wide piece of flat marble in the ground like they do for the veterans. 
Really? What's the engraving? I have no idea. Just think about it. I did it my, my way. way. But that, he didn't <laughs> like that song. No. Um, it's really easy. I got nothing. Cheers. <laughs> the best is yet to come. Uh, interesting. Interesting indeed. Well, he was a Catholic. And... and it was so remarkable to me that it was so insignificant, his, his marker. It's not a stone. It's a marker in the grass, just like the veterans have in, in Fort um, I had no idea. I've never. That was that was. Is you, my what, friend? Do you know where he's buried? I don't. California, I would assume. Where did Palm he go Springs. Back to? Palm really? Springs. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow, that's great knowledge. Wow, I've well been done. there. Well, thank you. Done. I've never stopped to think about Frank Sinatra's his gravestone. That's that's great knowledge. The best is yet to come. Mm-hmm. Huh. All right. I'm going to try to follow that, but it's not going to be followed very well because um, that's awesome. <laughs> get into knowledge. I'm going to raise my glass to that, by the way. There we go. And we Crazy are enjoying the, best is yet to the go. prison cheers. Yes, yes. All right. Tonight's musical notes. Cycles, released in 1968. One of the nice things about guys like Frank Sinatra was that they pretty much put it all out there. Cycles is a great example of that. This was the late 1960s, and everyone knew that vocalists like Frank Sinatra were being replaced by the casual singer-songwriters who personified the baby boomer's interest in destroying everything that came before it. Cycles reflects that. The album is melancholy. His voice is fabulous, deep, rich, and really a a fine Corinthian leather. (laughs) Thank you. But the style, the image, the moment was passing. So how do I grass this out? And by the way, grass stands for? Gregory Rich Acquisition. Album Acquisition Album Acquisition Scale. Grass it out. It's not easy to grass this one because, I mean, the music's incredible, but it's so melancholy. When all is said and done, I'm going to give this album one and one-third bottles of Jack Daniels drunk alone in the wee small hours of the morning. Oh, you look confused. You don't like that scale? No, one, one and one third. So uh, basically, you were sipping on a handle. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a seven hundred and fifty milliliter bottle. One and one third. You have it just running through there. Yeah. No, it's a weird. It's a. It's it's an album that like it just it just it just 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 just. I hate to say oozes, but it just it's just so soulfully remorseful that you know it's got this weird place that you don't know where to put it. When do you listen to it? I guess when you would otherwise listen to James Taylor. When did Frank Sinatra pass away? Ooh. Uh, <laughs> 1998, maybe? I mean, it was 20. It was, he died like 83 or something. Johnson? 98, you got it. May 14th. Wow. So, yeah, so 98. Thank you. For and, and how old was he, Brett? Uh, let's do the math here. 1915 to 1998. Although he was a December baby, though, so 85 minus 83 two is 83. So yeah, so Makes Jesus, sense. I got them both. I said 83 and 98. <laughs> here we go. Dang. Yeah, killing it. Once again, this is why I don't prepare for anything. It just comes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're brilliant. <laughs> I am not brilliant. Ever. The muses are brilliant, and I am but a tool. <laughs> The geniuses. Did you know that? Another, I like talking about history with you for some reason, but the word genius, the concept of genius, was an, it was originally a Greek and Roman concept, and it was external to oneself. You were not a genius. 
you were visited by a genius. Okay. The gods have given you inspiration. Isn't that a much nicer way of putting it? It's uh, more palatable. Mm-hmm. My very first guest on the show, going back to pre pre Dan pre Dan PD PD, PD. while you were sim- still ness- n- n- nursing on your mother's teat, back in the day, was uh, a fabulous artist, a great guy, Drew Beeson, Billy yes. Beeson's nephew. Do you I know just, Drew? I do. Okay, this fabulous artic. Um, um, Beautiful paintings. Yes. He. What did he call it? I love the term he coined with organic molecular contemporary art. I think that describes it well. Agreed. Mm-hmm. And we had this great conversation about his muse. He has a muse, a visit from the gods, inspiration. And I, I'm drawing a blank on the name, but I still know it. Drew, it's somewhere in here. Um, but I always thought, you know what? That's a quality dude. A dude who will attribute his creativity to factors outside himself just implies that that's a quality human being. Hmm. Nice. Right? All right. Let's talk about some furniture or something. Sure. Why not? You have a fantastic line of outdoor furniture that you have designed, correct? Thank you. Yes. Bellicera. Bellicera. Meaning beautiful life? Actually, Bellicera is a French word, and it has something to do with green. Green. Green space. Green door. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Do you realize, by the way, that Giuseppe Verde's name is actually Joe Green? No. It's true. Now I know. (laughs) Now we're even on the whole Sinatra tombstone thing. Bellicera came about. (laughs) (laughs) I've never been schlepped up. Go ahead, please. I needed furniture that fit the environments that I was doing. Um, A writer for me described what I was doing as crossing the threshold of inside to out. I wanted the outdoor furniture to feel like my living room furniture, not like patio furniture. Mm -hmm. So at the time, I was living in Scottsdale, and I was working on homes, and everything was built out of iron. Everything had big, big cushions and all that. And I was working on projects actually around the states here, and I wanted something that reflected the homes I was working in. At the same time, I was working with a a furniture company out of Indonesia, and I was designing for them and becoming a partner to them and design different pieces for them. To make a long story short, I ended up acquiring the company. And having visited the showrooms and the factories in um, Jakarta, in, in Indonesia, I decided to build my own line. And... I did it with um, a wicker. Well, it's a, a, a synthetic wicker. Mm-hmm. It's sustainable. It's it, it lives in Minnesota. I've had it on my own deck for 10 years, and it still looks new. So my point, what I'm trying to say is I designed furniture that I wanted to use for my clients, things that I felt functionally worked well versus furniture that was designed by patio designers. Amen to that. Do you still do you still go through the uh, the purveyor via Indonesia? Absolutely, I do. So you stand by Indonesia products? I do. Greg, how do you feel about those things? I have no problem with Indonesian products. No, 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 no. He's. I used to import furniture from Indonesia. That's how I actually got started in the furniture. And there's business. many categories. Very much. They'll they're <laughs> like the Chinese. They'll build anything you want, and mm-hmm. you know, within reason. They don't have the mechanization abilities. These are At not least the, they didn't. Then. These are not Chinese. Yeah, but okay. So, yeah, my line used to come out of uh, Surabaya, okay. which is, you know, what, an hour and a half train ride outside of Jakarta. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it was great. I used to have a, a line of round baby cribs 
uh, called the Mindful Baby Round Crib Company. Interesting. It was absolutely fam- fabulous. They were great products. Both of my daughters were put in round cribs. Both of them are excellent children. I rest my case. But we actually had the quote-unquote factory. And a factory in Indonesia, if you don't know, basically is a long shed with a lot of people and some wood. At least it was in the early 20, No, uh, No, you, you are right on. But there are varying degrees of them. Unquestionably mm-hmm. so. Unquestionably mm-hmm. so. And the one that we had burned down leading to a major delay in the cribs coming in and then mm-hmm. another factory that screwed up a bunch of orders. So my crib company, unfortunately, folded. This manufacturer has been with me for well, 15 years, tw- almost 20 years now. Really? Yeah. And the same people work there, at least in the front offices, and I, they've been reliable. Many people have asked me, aren't you nervous about you know sending money orders to those people? Mm-mm. No, no, I'm really not. No, there are great ways. I mean, there mm-hmm. are there are a myriad of layers that you can have to ensure that you're generally getting what you're getting. But all of that really isn't important to my clients mm-hmm. or the end user. What's important is, is this piece of furniture something I want? Right. And what I've established with Bellicera is something that's different than what you see at the patio stores, that you see at the outdoor stores, that you see at Hoy Guards. It's a piece that looks like... Um, heritage furniture. I always say it's when you're, when the estate goes up for auction, those are the pieces that will re- will retain the money. Amen to that because mm-hmm. it is unusual. I just there I are am, heritage pieces. I am tortured by patio furniture because it's all the same. It's all the it's it's all like disappointing, and it only comes in two varieties: really expensive or really cheap. And that's because to make good patio furniture. It is expensive. It has to hold up. And this is why when you look at an upholstered sofa, you know how expensive they can be. They Mm -hmm. can be anywhere from $500 to $5,000 to $15,000 or more. Mm -hmm. When you look at – when you think about it, they're all built with hardwood frames. They have different um, mechanisms, whether they're eight-way hand-tied or Marshall inner springs, all the – whatever – but in the end, they're all upholstered. Mm-hmm. And upholstery, regardless of whether it's some umbrella or something very durable, in the end, it wears. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so you have this substrate of raw products. But when it comes to outdoor furniture, they're not raw products. They're either aluminum, steel, iron, or wood. And they're real organic. Well, steel isn't necessarily organic as a component. But they're, they're, they're products that are real. Mm-hmm. that have finishing touches to themselves. So in a sense, outdoor furniture should be more expensive than indoor furniture. But because in the Midwest, it's only temporary. We use it for three months. It should only cost one-fourth. Right. Agreed. Agreed. You're, you're absolutely right. I like that right. math. I like that math. <laughs> but but that's, that's, not, that's, not, that's not how it works. No. You it, have to pay for 12 months even though you only use it. 12. It's like having a motorcycle. I mean, pay for 12 months. Even though you use three. The manufacturing is still the fundamental key. Exactly. To that. And you simply can't get away from the fact that you can't chintz out on it. You simply cannot. You cannot. If you have a low quality uh, uh, frame, there's no way to make a cheap frame that's going to run. But here's the other piece. The the segue from what patio furniture, lawn chairs used to be, mm-hmm. and what outdoor living and outdoor rooms is, has dramatically changed. Fair. Fair. We're going to talk about putting some of your furniture actually in the outside spaces at the uh, District of Dino. That'd be wonderful. All right. We're going to catch that in a second. Stick around, folks. We'll be back in just a moment. Covers, 
Life is like the seasons. This is Dr. Sarah Brewer and Dr. Lashonda Jung from Roots Chiropractic. We all want a higher quality of life, but making that happen can be difficult. At Roots Chiropractic, we specialize in light touch specific neurological adjustments to support your body's natural ability to heal. From birth trauma to everyday bumps and falls and life's daily stresses, at Roots we offer natural, drug-free solutions to keep every baby, child, parent, and grandparent thriving. Are you ready to restore your energy and achieve overall health? We are located off of Minnetonka Boulevard in St. Louis Park. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram or on the web at rootschiropracticmn.com. Book your first appointment online today. Mention that you're an AM950 listener and receive the VIP discount of 50% off your initial exam. Roots Chiropractic, located in the Texatonka Plaza in St. Louis Park. Roots Chiropractic, empower your life and health. How's your back? This is Gregory Rich from Habitation Furnishing and Design and host of Drink in the Style. If you've been working from home, you may be noticing the shortcomings of that one-size-fits-all desk chair that you bought at Office Warehouse. So I'd like to invite you to check out the most durable, most supportive, and most productivity-inspiring line of office chairs that I know of, the X-Chair. Dozens of settings ensure a perfect fit, so you can focus on your work and not your butt. Seriously, the seat moves forward and backward, the entire back moves higher or lower, the self-adjusting lumbar support provides the perfect level of resistance, and you can only experience the X-Chair in person at Habitation. So if you're ready to upgrade your homework environment, come check out the X-Chair. Habitation Furnishing and Design, 7777 Washington Avenue South in Edina, and online at HabitationDesign.com. Again, HabitationDesign.com. It's knowing that your door is always open and your path is free to walk. That makes me tend to leave my sleeping bag rolled up and stashed behind your couch. And it's knowing I'm not shackled by forgotten words and bonds, the ink stains that have dried upon some line. That keeps you in the back roads by the rivers of my memory. That keeps you ever gentle on my mind. Welcome back to Drink in the Style. Newkirk, you're confused because I know you're reaching for this. You're, you're, you know there's a connection. It's not right, right? I, I wanted to go a, a number of different ways with this. Uh, but this this was like the first time his wife ever made him go to the grocery store. And like he got to pick his own things in the shopping. <laughs> and it was like this serendipitous moment in his life where he, like, he could grab anything he wanted. But then at the end of the, at the, end of the transaction, at the, at the checkout, he was like, why did I buy all this stuff? <laughs> that's where I, that's what mine was. I gave you so I gave you way too much credit. I like <laughs> no, I thought no. you. So this song, the gentle on my mind, a Sinatra cover. I believe that this song was made famous by Glenn Campbell. Is that right, Johnson? You can fact check oh, yeah. that. Gentle, it, it, yeah. yeah. Let me see. I'll it give was that. this country western 
No, but, that, but that, that was the utopia of, you know, mm-hmm. your first time in a grocery store because your wife in that, in that era always did that, and he had to play that role for one time. That's actually kind of cool. That, that's where my mind went. It was crazy. I'm going to listen to Frank this song. Frank Sinatra in the grocery store. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh, I, can't I just didn't that. see that coming. Yeah. No, Frank Sinatra did not go to the grocery. His, 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 his mother would have gone and did the Italian. Hey, a soft hands. A blue eye soft hands. Yeah. <laughs> He was a welder for a while, you know. No, I didn't know that. Early. He worked very early, a very short period of time. He worked in the docks in New Jersey. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Frank Sinatra. He he, he was the legit thing. Did you know that Dean Martin actually was a boxer? Oh, absolutely. Okay. I did not. He was was the only badass uh, amongst the Rat Pack that could actually hold his own. Fair enough. Yeah. Agreed. Well, yeah. no, no, no. Sinatra was a bad. I mean, Sinatra, mm, I mean, he was no. famous in his late teens. So, yeah, I guess he wasn't. Sinatra but he was a namesake. Yeah. He, Dean yeah. Martin will punch you in the face himself. Yeah. Dean Martin First, could first punch person, you. not third person, you know? It's, it's true. <laughs> Which is why, quite honestly, while I respect the genius, again, to talk about it, of Frank Sinatra, if you were to ask me who I'd rather be or be around, the answer would have been Dean Martin. Maybe we do Dean Martin next year. I'm not against that. Ooh, yeah. He's got plenty of content. Oh, dude, he released like 60-some albums. I feel like it's going to be a Drucker 2021. You have to have a cigarette and uh, Manhattan in your hand at the same time. Ooh, I like that. Challenge, challenge accepted. If we can talk about the details of the cigarette. Uh, Mar- marijuana cigarette is what <laughs> no, he no, no one smoked it. I mean, he did a good job. <laughs> he did. It was one of the things, actually. This is how I knew he was a boxer. He, His hands, he had difficulty holding things because his hands had been – because he did bare knuckle for a period of time and things. Yeah. And he had difficulty holding the cigarettes, and he always tried to hide his hands because they were so beaten and battered, and the cigarettes would often just fall between his fingers. Have you ever boxed? Uh, in Camp Cloverleaf uh, in 1978, <laughs> I was the Did Camp champion. Cloverleaf? Were you the first participation flag in the uh, history of the state of New York? <laughs> <laughs> Camp Cloverleaf, I would like to point out that to this day, I have framed a blue ribbon that says. Wow. Camp I didn't even know. I just did, went there. <laughs> Camp Cloverleaf, best, best camper. Meaning what? <laughs> I'm the best fucking camper. That's Meaning teacher, what? Teacher's pet type shit. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. But it doesn't matter. I it's said, why I, I don't care. Vote, voted teacher. by whom? I, I believe his name was Jim. Ooh. <laughs> like I said, best at what? <laughs> best don't, don't bring camper. the Catholic Church into this, all right? <laughs> 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 It's a great show. It's a great show. (laughs) So tell me again why you want to be a commissioner, and let's hear this this segment. All right. We're uh, going to do the uh, Habitation Audio Log. We should do the Habitation Audio Log uh, very quickly and hope that it goes well because it was actually kind of interesting. So shall we begin? Habitation Audio Log number – call 96. Guess what, folks? The big daddy of the furniture industry trade shows is happening as I speak. High Point Furniture Market is underway in North Carolina. One might question the wisdom of bringing tens of thousands of furniture people from all over the world to a tiny place like High Point in the midst of a pandemic, but nobody asked for my opinion, so it is what it is. I should note, though, that the market was is held twice a year, and they did cancel last spring, so it's not like they're ignoring the issue altogether. 
that said habitation will not be attending this year. That's despite the fact that given the impending new showroom at the District of Dinah, we would really have loved to have what the world has uh, – love to have seen what the world has to offer. So here's the thing that's interesting. Tons of suppliers have been reaching out to invite companies like Habitation to their virtual showrooms. I'm of two minds on that. For certain well-established vendors, I guess it has some value. We know their product quality and we have a reasonable amount of confidence in the product without seeing it. But a big part of High Point is looking for new partnerships – and the absolute truth is that virtual furniture shopping is every bit as unacceptable for me as it should be for you. Our shoppers are looking for us to ensure that the goods they're buying are quality, well-made, dependable pieces and cannot and I cannot guarantee that without looking at them in person. It makes no sense that we're going to be bringing in lots of new items from suppliers that we already trust, but what hits me is that once again, COVID is going to make much life much harder for the little guy than for the established players. You know what? This habitation audio log has gone off the rails. I didn't complete my thought. My thought was the virtual showrooms to me is buying from Wayfair or online suppliers for, for consumers. That is to say, unless you can feel, touch, experience, and understand a piece of furniture, it has no place in your, in your home. It's going to be disappointing. Um, there it is. I'm going to leave the habitation audio log there. Virtual showrooms is virtual shopping for retailers, and it is simply not acceptable because as a consumer, you are looking at me as a professional to determine whether something deserves a place in your house. And I cannot do that anymore, even with all my relatively vast knowledge of the furniture industry, than you can without any knowledge of the furniture industry, shopping on Wayfair.com. Even if a picture was worth a thousand words, it's never going to be as much as it is the first time you see it, you sit on it, you touch it, you feel it. We were going to, in my first uh, showroom, I was going to have the Internet uh, Order Hall of Fame where I had an image of an item as shown on the Internet and the item itself so people could actually experience it. Are you aware of the other version of a virtual showroom? Tell me more. I wish I had the terminology for it, but it's simply you. They, it's the technology of where they take the camera through the showroom, like you do. It's very similar. In fact, it's like a three hundred and sixty virtual third. showroom. Yeah, it's a virtual showroom. Unlike Wayfair, where you, where pictures of merchandise are popping up, mm -hmm. this is walking through the showroom as if you've been there. I have been to High Point for forty-five years. I have gone through some of these virtual showrooms that they've done, and I feel like I'm there. I'm walking in the showroom. But Perhaps you should be yes, our friend. Adam. But, but that's, that's for the right. wholesale buyer, not the retail buyer. Yes, of of course, absolutely. But what I the point that I'm trying to make is that all right. Let's say I go through Moe's Home Furnishings is is was one of the leaders in doing their virtual showrooms. Mm -hmm. You walk through their high point showroom and things. Mm -hmm. I know their product and overall. But even so, if I'm going into high point, when I'm looking at a piece of furniture, I'm going to be pulling those cushions right. up. I'm going to be lifting it. I'm going to be getting a sense of whether this is a quality piece of furniture that I can sell to the people right. shopping with okay. us. Okay. So what I see here is – that furniture showroom is not doing this because this is a new marketing scheme. They have no other choice. So Agreed. here lies the professionalism. The client is depending on you 
with your vast experience to understand what you're looking at virtually and understand what questions to ask your rep, what questions to put together so that it makes it perfect for them. Because there isn't another option. Which you can't do at the moment. I mean, there's no way around it. Right. We're running out of time, and before we do, first, okay. how do people see the Bella Sarah line? Where is it on BellaSaraFurniture.com. And how do people learn about Mark Seuss? MarkSeuss.com. Or call, <laughs> call, call, call me. Hey, Mark, spell it out for us, please. Uh, I won't spell it out. I'll digitalize it out. 320-224-0942. Nice. Call me. He's a great guy. There it is, my friends. We have drunk our way through another episode on behalf of Habitation Furnishing and Design, the district at Dinah, Mark Seuss from Mark Seuss Interiors and Bellicera, etc. I'd like to wish everybody good luck this coming week, and I'm going to finish out with a misquote of Dante that was favored by John F. Kennedy. Quote, The hottest places in hell are reserved for those who, in a time of moral crisis, pro- <laughs> preserve their neutrality. Good night, everybody. <laughs> La 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 la